Hey, this is Jason with Square Circle Sirens. I'm here with my boy Casey, Keel Dennis, and the great Dave, and we have a special treat going on for today. We have Leia Vaughn with us tonight, and um, it's going to be a great interview. We're about to get her on call. She's known, I mean, throughout the world. This is one of our biggest interviews that we have done to date, and we're really excited, so let's get her on. Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, hi. <laughs> how's it going? Good, how's it going with you? Good. Good, thanks for doing this. We're so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, um, hi. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll just start off with the beginning of your career, kind of. Um, I think the first time I heard about you is when you won some kind of essay contest that was arranged by Edge, and you got um, training at Squared Circle by Rob Fuego, right? Yeah, yes, yes. So what happened was um, the way Edge got his training was he originally wrote an essay, and I believe it was into a newspaper, and his essay was the best about, and it was about why he liked wrestling. So he decided to sort of pay it forward in 2011. So I wrote an essay about why I loved wrestling in the top 10. Actually got to go to Squared Circle, meet with him and tell him in person why, why we wanted to be a pro wrestler. And at the time I was already training just a, a little bit, not very much. And, um, you know, everybody had all these sad stories they were telling him. So when it was my turn. I pretty much just told him, like, I was really loud, and I was like, you know, I love when people boo me. I think it's awesome. I'm going to do it whether I win or not. And um, he, I guess he liked that, and he chose me as the winner. So then I got my my training paid for through him. So that was that was really awesome. Oh, wow, that is really cool. Um, did you know anybody else that entered, or no, just? Um... There was one other girl who was training for a little bit, but I think she stopped. And, like, besides that, I didn't really know know anybody else. So nobody really kept going after that. So it was just me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool, though. Like, I just think that's so cool he paid it forward that way. Yeah, and it's, like, it's been amazing because he came in the one day to class with Beth Phoenix and – I was able to pick her brain, and she's really been a great mentor for me, and I would have never had that opportunity. Like, I I talked to her on the phone just a few weeks ago, and it's so kind of surreal that I'm able to do that. That's amazing. Did you talk to oh. her about the uh, Hall of Fame induction or not? Uh, well, I congratulated her, okay. but I figured she was getting a lot of messages that day, so <laughs> I didn't call her that day. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just sent her a text message, but it's it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, pick her brain, and when I'm going through rough times or I need her advice, she's always willing to, to help me out. So who else have been your mentors kind of throughout this whole career time? Who's been my mentors? Well, obviously Beth. She's been probably number one. Um, Ty Dillinger, he's been a really good mentor. Cody Diener, Danger Wild. I would say those those guys are um, 
the top ones that have, have really helped mentor me. Like Dina really brought me under. He, he suggested that I was his manager when I first started. So I learned a lot from him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and Ty helped train you, right? Yeah. I was training, and then the one time I went with uh, my other trainer, Dennis, or Derek Wild, and we went down to Niagara Falls, and that's when I met met Ty Dillinger, and he helped train me, and then he moved into the same town that I was in. So I was able to train with him on a more regular basis. Um, so that was that's pretty cool to to see how far he's come because he's really he really deserves where he he's at right now like he's worked super hard so it's nice to see that yeah he's been working for a long time I feel for this moment yeah 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 for sure (laughs) yeah so I would like to talk a little bit also kind of about that early wrestling career so I feel a lot of the stories that I hear in general um, there's kind of those like first opponents and especially in like the smaller areas you're regularly facing the same people are there anybody that really stood out in your early career that you know kind of brought that first feud or that first kind of set of matches yeah I would I definitely had a lot of matches with Cherry Bomb um, she she and I, we trained together as well. She she helped me train at the beginning, too. So we had a lot of matches together at the beginning. Um, There's a lot of little fair shows that we did together, and also Courtney Rush or Rosemary. I don't know what to call them, like what name to call them by. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Courtney Rush, she also, I have a lot of matches with her, and I love wrestling her. Because our our one thing that we like to do is try something new in whatever match we have together. So that's a lot of fun because not girls don't always want to try new things with you. So um, to be able to do that with Courtney, especially so young in my career, it was it was really helpful, and I learned a lot from both of those girls. So on that note, then have you kind of you know like when was the last time that you've now since they were kind of your beginning when's the last time that you kind of faced them and how has that kind of changed from that beginning um well I actually had a three-way with them in London Ontario for Smash Wrestling it was me Cherry Bomb and Courtney and it was it was really cool to be in the ring with them to show them you know that I had improved but still I like compared to them I still have a long way to come but just knowing that I can count on those two people in the ring with me and I have nothing to worry about. And, you know, we just had a lot of fun in that match. So that was really cool to be in there with both of them. Now, the first time I heard about you, you were wrestling for Jakara. You got to wrestle Sarah Del Rey twice pretty early in your career. That had to be pretty awesome to wrestle someone like her. Yeah, no, that that was really great because I give her credit for my match I had with her in Shakara because that was the first match that I ever had that I really listened to the crowd because it was the first match I was calm in just because I knew she was so experienced that if anything went wrong that she knew what to do. So I was just calm. I got to listen to the crowd for the first time. It was it was really strange before that because I was so nervous that I would just be thinking of what comes next. 
But when I was in the ring with Sarah Dallaray, I actually got to feed off of the energy and know everything was going to be fine. And she was such a great mentor and leader. And um, I, I feel very privileged that I got to be in the ring with her twice because a lot of girls didn't get that opportunity. So, um, yeah, I definitely learned a lot from her. Did you go to indie shows before you started training? Were you going to, like, your local indie shows in Toronto, Canada before that? I know you're a WWE fan, but were you also doing the indie, like, going to, like, random indie shows near you? Um, I went to some, but I didn't even realize that there was an indie scene. Like, I didn't know that was a thing until I went. I went to school in Windsor. I went to the university there, and there was Border City Wrestling, and I had no idea that it even existed. So I went to a couple shows there um, and saw saw a couple shows in Windsor. But besides that, not really. Because, like I said, I had no idea indie wrestling was a thing. <laughs> I feel like that's the case with a lot of the talent that gets into wrestling. They don't really know about it until they start it or shortly before they start it. Yeah, especially because when I did start, like when I was younger, you know, social media, it was it was still here, but it wasn't as popular as it is today. Like, the only way I would have known about the shows is through flyers and posters on the street, and you're not exactly looking, I guess. Whereas now, people are able to advertise on Facebook and you know, Twitter and Instagram, and it makes it a lot easier to find, I feel like, now than than when I was growing up. Because, yeah, I had had no idea it was a thing. (laughs) Right, right. And go ahead, Dave. (laughs) Okay. Now, I I remember really early in your career, around that time you were in Japan and stuff, uh, you got to go to Japan pretty (laughs) early off. I, I believe you had, what, one match that first time? I sure did. I was there for 10 days. And I had one match against Crazy Mary and Mia Yim. So I went to Japan, and I didn't wrestle any Japanese girls, but it was still, it was a crazy experience. And, um, you know, I didn't really deserve to be there by any means, but it was really cool to, to have that experience and to be able to travel and and sort of get a little taste of Japan. It was nothing like my stardom three months there, but, you know, 10 days was a, a, a little taste, so um, was was that, yeah. Was that something like someone came to you and asked you to do, or did you like know someone who knew someone and got booked that way? I I can't remember. I have no idea. I think they contacted me randomly, but um, I don't know. I'm I usually contact promoters all over the place, so it's very likely that I could have contacted them. But I have an awful memory. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just curious, like, you obviously don't know any Japanese. Well, you might know some now, but at the time, you probably didn't know any Japanese, right, how to speak any Japanese. Oh, yeah, no, before I left, like, the, my last day, they go, oh, Leah, you come back, you learn Japanese. I go, okay. Because <laughs> like, I always wondered, like, how hard it is to, like, get around Japan not knowing only, you know, only knowing English, not knowing any Japanese. Yeah, those those 10 days were quite difficult for me because... The girls I was staying with, they were luchadors or they were Japanese wrestlers, so nobody spoke any English until, uh, like, Sarah Dobson came. And that was 
I think I was already there for six days by the time she came there. So it was really difficult. Um, I used a lot of Google Translate with them because I had no idea. Like, I would go and eat, and I had no idea what I was eating or what I was ordering. It was really difficult. So the time, um, like last year at this time, I took Japanese lessons before I went over for stardom. I took about three months of Japanese lessons so I could at least – get from point A to point B and order chicken and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. <laughs> so to take that to the next level, then going into that kind of stardom three-month tour, um, what were kind of some of those standout matches for you? Um, one, well, my favorite match was me and Viper versus Eo, or Eo, Eo and Mayu. Um, it was a tag match, and... I don't know. We Everything just clicked, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing was I was taking moves from both, you know, Io and, and Mayu, but then also from Viper. She would miss a bunch of moves and hit me, so I, I definitely put on my work boots in that one. <laughs> that, that was like – I really enjoyed that match, though, because I felt like that match really pushed, pushed me as a wrestler. Um because usually when I'm wrestling, I'm I'm a lot about character, and I find that's definitely my strength is my character and my promos, whereas my wrestling is, is sort of secondary. But I felt like for that match, it really put my wrestling abilities on display and showed people what I could do. So that was that was my favorite match. And I also had um, a fun match with Kiona, or Jungle Kiona, so we had a a fun singles match too. So I really loved all my matches in stardom. It was a lot of fun. So tell me, um, you, you met Chris Wolf while in Japan. Yes. I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious cause she, she seems like a really awesome person on Twitter and Facebook and Periscope when she does that. So I'm just wondering, you know, like, do you have any good Chris Wolf stories while you're over there? Any good Chris Wolf stories? Well, she's crazy. She's just like as, as she seems on Twitter, um, I know, like, the one night we went out to karaoke, and, you know, she was actually acting like a wolf and climbing up, like, buildings and towers and things and just acting crazy. I thought, you know, oh, that's just, you know, she's just putting on a show, but she she definitely wasn't. So we had a lot of fun. Um, she would... She would hang out with us at the apartment and sleep over and, you know, really show us the way. And she's just crazy. She would always bite me, though. Like, she actually does that. And, like, there was a few times when I I told Chris, I was like, Chris, you've got to get out of here or I might kill you. So, uh, but I think that's just <laughs> the start of a of a really good friendship because our promos, like, that we did together, just I think they just got crazier and crazier as we went along. <laughs> They're definitely like my favorite promos, or my promos with Chris. <laughs> so another area, and, and especially for me, um, I remember seeing a match a couple of years ago of you versus Carmel Jacob, um, which really kind of got me into the UK wrestling scene, um, really because of that match kind of had me looking more about it. Uh, can you kind of talk a little bit about that UK experience? Yeah, for sure. Um, is the match, was that the one for Fierce Females? Yes, it was. Okay. Now, there's a funny story about that match because 
um, Bed Noir and Sarah Dobson. Like me and Crazy Mary, our our wrestling paths have really intertwined together, and they were on before us, and they're doing everything like all the crazy stuff. Like they were jumping off the balcony, doing like suplexes off the stage, and and I was just like, how the hell are we gonna follow that? And like me and Carmel looked at each other, and I was like, you want to work the head, like the headlock? She's like. Yeah, I definitely do. So that's what we did, and we got like a chant within like two seconds because we knew we couldn't we couldn't outdo those two girls doing all that crazy stuff. So we we tried to tell more of a story and and be more characters. So that match was a lot of fun um, because I wasn't expecting. I thought it was gonna. I I didn't expect the crowd to get into it, and they really did. So that was a ton of fun, and. Um, like my UK, I love, love, love wrestling over in the UK. You can probably tell as I go almost every year there. Um, because, you know, like the, the scene in Scotland, the wrestling scene in Scotland and in England, it's just on fire right now. And the girls there are like so many of them are, are so fantastic to work with. Um, it's just. It's like the audience is just so crazy and the fans are just so passionate. Um, it just it doesn't compare to anywhere else. So I love going back there because it, you know, you feed off of that energy. So I, I think I think one of my favorite opponents you've had in your career, as from, especially from the UK, has been Shauna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you two work well together, really well. Every match you have with her seems to come off really well. Oh, yeah. We uh, we get along really well, and um, we're both. I know she's, you know, the Portugal's perfect athlete, but I'm also a perfectionist. So when it comes to both of us, we like to, to give it a, give our all, and we don't hold back. So it can get a little physical in there, but... You know that's what we like, so it's a it's a lot of fun to be able to to work with her. And she actually brought me over to to France where she lives, and she she took care of me and she showed me all around. Like she's a she's very thoughtful um, and kind. And then in the ring, we just like beat the crap out of each other. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, especially over the past two years, I feel the UK scene has really gotten a lot more steam um, over here in the US and a lot more people are kind of touching eye and with progress being um, over at WrestleMania weekend. Um, are there any girls in the UK that you would like to work with that you haven't yet or people that you want to work with again um, that really stand out? Um. I think I really enjoy working Kaylee Ray. I had a main event match with her for Fierce Females, and we, like, that was one of my favorite matches. Like, we had a lot of fun. So, and then we also had, um, I think it was a street fight match, too, over there, and, and that that was a ton of fun. Um, so, Kaylee Ray, I, I really enjoy wrestling her, for sure. And I had one one-on-one with Viper. So I'd like to wrestle her in a singles match again as well. Um, those are those are just a couple off the top of my head. I don't know. All the girls there, are, it's a lot of fun. You, but Nikki Storm was my favorite to wrestle over there. We just clicked like crazy. She, I don't know. 
if you've seen any of our matches together, but we had a ton of fun. So hopefully one day I'll be able to wrestle her again. <laughs> I, I think another name from the UK that, are, well, she's not really from the UK, but she works in the UK. Uh, Tony Storm, have you ever wrestled her? I haven't wrestled her. I've trained with her in, like for stardom, but I haven't wrestled her one-on-one. So that, yeah, I was just thinking that too. Actually, Tony Storm, she's been doing like amazing. So yeah, she's kind of like the it girl of 2017. It feels like so. Yeah, yeah, she's been going back to stardom, and she's been all over the place. Um, because before she went to stardom, she was for uh, in Germany for WXW, and then I went to Germany for WXW. So it seems like our paths are also crossing quite a bit. Um, but we still haven't had our, our one-on-one match or singles match, so hopefully that'll happen. I'm sure it will eventually. Hopefully so. That'd be an amazing match. Um, you're always, I feel like you're always in England, Japan, somewhere. You're always traveling across the globe. Is there anywhere that you'd like to wrestle that you haven't yet? Um... I really wanted to. I was talking to somebody about wrestling in Italy. I know it doesn't seem like the the typical place to go, but I would really like to wrestle there um, because I have met a couple fans from Italy, and they seem super passionate, and I would just love to, to explore that country. So there are still a few places over in Europe I want to visit, and if if they do have wrestling over there, I'd, I'd do that too. Um, but I've... I was able to wrestle in Mexico, which was definitely on the top of my list. Japan was on the top of my list in the UK. So I've been really fortunate to be able to to go to those places and, and be able to wrestle there. So I don't know. I've, 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 hit, a, I've hit quite a few places. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the running tally? I think the last time I heard you said something about, like, how many countries you wrestled in. It's like 19, I think, was the last time I heard. Oh, no, it's, a, it's 11, 11. Oh, 11. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, no, not 19. Double digits, yeah. though. That's pretty good. Yeah, I try, I try to add one country, like one new country a year. So I had a lot of fun in Finland when I wrestled there. It was so much fun. I didn't understand a word of what anyone was saying, but it was a ton of fun wrestling in Finland. That's funny. Um, where has been your favorite place to wrestle? Uh, I would probably say Japan. Japan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just because the quality of talent there, you know, those girls are training. Like, that's their full-time job. They're just so good. Um, but I just – I really enjoyed going there and just living the wrestling life. Like, I was – all I did when I was there was I would go and train at mid-breath, then I would go train at the dojo, and I'd have my wrestling shows, and that was it. And I really enjoyed that lifestyle a lot. How was the crowds in Japan? Like, could you be, was there a language barrier or do they kind of get what you're getting at and figure out, you know? There, there is a language barrier, but a lot of them do speak a bit of English. Um, and I find that the crowds are slowly getting louder. Like, they're slowly getting more involved. It's still, they're still very respectful. But since um, 2012, when I went last, from 2016, I found that the audience was slowly getting more into it, and, and they're being, coming louder. 
And, you know, I, I learned a couple of phrases and, and little things to piss them off, too, so that helped. <laughs> so, I had, yeah, it was fun. It was really cool wrestling at Cork and Hall, too. So, I, I, oh, go ahead, Dave. I, I assume, like, in Japan, do you, do you prefer, being, well, I guess, and not just in Japan, but everywhere, do you prefer being the bad girl that everybody hates? Um... If you asked me this time last year, I would say 100% I love being the bad girl way more. Um, but lately, I've been being the good girl, and I do enjoy that too, just as much. Um, I enjoy being bad because I can sort of be, I don't know, I can let all let loose and say whatever I want, and I can really get people to hate me, but... Merchandise-wise, you make a lot more on merch when you're good. <laughs> so, so that's a big positive. <laughs> on that note, one of the things that I really always kind of put two and two together um, with you in particular um, was during the Shine Dino Hunter year. Um, and so I'd really love to kind of hear more about your experience doing that and kind of working with Leilani Kai, Malaya Hosaka, people that. Yeah, that was, um, that was really cool because it sort of, it was almost organic, I feel like. Um, they kept putting me against veterans and, I work at a nursing home, so I'm always around old people. So, you know, I'm wrestling these veterans. I'm around old people all the time. So it just kind of clicked, you know, like the dino hunter. Yeah, these these girls are not much older than me, but still they're older. They're more experienced. You know, they're dinosaurs. So I was able to use, you know, a, a lot of the stuff I said in my promos or in my matches, like, am I talking into your good ear? It's stuff I would say at work. To do. <laughs> like, they'd, like, I went, like, they'd be like, oh, that's not my good ear, talking to this ear kind of thing. And I was like, this stuff is, like, this is genius. Why would I be, not be using this? Right. So um, it was really cool to be able to put that part of my life into my wrestling as well. And, um, you know, being able to wrestle Leilani Kai was like, it was amazing. She was so nervous and worried, and I'm like, Leilani, you're the reason why we're here. Like, why are you nervous? <laughs> she's, she's just so down-to-earth and helpful and humble. Um, and I don't know if she's had a match after that match or not, but, um, you know, I just feel very privileged that I was able to, to wrestle her and, and pick her brain. And same with Malaya and... Um, Thunder Kitty, even though she's not 96 years old, we... <laughs> what? What? No. <laughs> you know, so um, right now we're actually having a little feud around Michigan, so um, that's kind of cool to be able to, to wrestle Thunder Kitty a lot more. But, yeah, no, that Dino Hunter stuff was a lot of fun. I I had a ton of fun doing those those promos and and those matches, so... Hopefully I'll be back at Shine sooner rather than later. I, I think that's probably my most memorable thing about that was those promos you did. Um, because you were, like, knocking it out of the park. Every promo you did, you put so much effort into those. 
You, know, yeah. you, had, you had editing and music and all kinds of stuff going on with it. Like, most people just stand in front of, like, a wall and give a, you know, 90-second promo. But yeah. You, you know, you made, like, a mini-movie out of all those promos. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I enjoy, you know, that's, I can't just stand in front of a wall. If you tell me, like, oh, this is your opponent, go, like, say a promo. I suck. Like, I will not be able to do that. But if you let me be creative... That's where I really shine. When I get to be creative and have fun, that's that's when I I definitely do my best. Um, I was just rewatching my one promo. I don't know if you remember it, but I <laughs> it was the Godzilla promo, and I yeah. Was Godzilla. yeah. I actually did watch that probably like a week ago for some reason. It just randomly popped up on my <laughs> YouTube, and I watched it. Yeah. Oh. It, it just. It makes me laugh so hard because I'm also Godzilla, so I'm fighting myself. <laughs> Some good editing there. Oh my god, it's just so funny. Like if I if I still am cracking up about it, you know, I, I like to think it was a decent promo. So no, if I can make, I'd I'd rather make little vignettes than than just stand in front of a wall. <laughs> Well, and this is one of the things, I mean, I tweeted about this recently. Um, one of the things that I just appreciate in general about you is that it's more than just a match. And I feel like the effort that you put in on Twitter, like even your back and forth with Nevaeh and calling her Kickstar Katie, like I almost cracked up <laughs> for literally 10 minutes. Um, and so I guess just really what sparks that? Like, because it seems so natural for you. It doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem like it's just a promo. Like you just get that natural excitement. Like where does that come from? Well, I just find, you know, I need to get excited about the match for other people to get excited about it. And I just, it drives me crazy when it's just kind of like, I want to call it a cold match where there's no history. There's no reason for me if I'm like the bad guy to be mad at them. So like I try to, to make the story so people will get more invested in it and more people come, come to watch it. Um, you know, it's and social media is a huge platform, and, you know, I want to get my fans in the U.K. or in Japan excited about my match that I'm having over in Michigan. Um, so when it does go online, more people view it, which means, you know, I'm just um, more visible, and I don't know, it's just... It's just a way for me to make the match more exciting and to become more visible to, to more fans everywhere, so... You know, if I'm excited about something, hopefully somebody else will become excited about it instead of it just being a cold match with no no story or, or reasoning behind it. Yeah, I think one that really stands out to me, and this is very recent, but your Clash feud with Allison Kay. I mean, if you would have asked me six months ago even what is Clash Wrestling, I would have had no idea. And I think you two really went at each other on social media and definitely got it exciting especially to ultimately that championship match um and so could you kind of talk about how that kind of came about and then going into that title match a little bit yeah um well Allison Kay so at Clash I'm I was the good girl but then I they decided to bring Allison Kay in and Allison she's the hometown girl there so they're all cheering for her and sort of the fans kind of turned on me a little bit. Not all of them, because there are some, some you know, hardcore Leah fans there. 
But um, so that kind of ticked me off, and that sort of sparks the the feud between us. Was you know I'm pissed off because I've been there for five years, um, trying to build this relationship with all the fans, and then Allison Cages comes you know, walking in, and all of a sudden everybody loves her, so that led eventually to, like, the no disqualification match, which was a lot of fun. I was super nervous about it, but it was a lot of fun, and then it led to our, our title match, so that's sort of how it, was, how it started, was that the fans all kind of turned on me real quick, <laughs> so I turned, I turned on them real quick back, so, and then, um, yeah, she's pretty, you know, her promos and her her Twitter and things like that. She doesn't hold back, so our our tweets got pretty <laughs> I was <hooked>. fun. <laughs> yeah. I the picture of her as a turkey killed me. <laughs> oh, I was weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like I don't know. That's the thing like uh, you get into wrestling to have fun, so so why not have fun? Like, why not do this stuff? Why just sit on the sidelines and and let things pass you by? So, I don't know. We ha- we have a good connection too. I really wish um, everyone could see our our matches from Clash, and um, like I wish they could see them live because it was just so much fun and it was really something special. I feel so. Hopefully, I'll be able to wrestle her. Again, as well. So, speaking of not being on the sidelines, I, I we know back in September of 2016, you were at NXT um, against Ember Moon. Um, can you kind of talk about that experience and what it was like being on NXT and working somebody like Ember Moon, who many know as Athena on the independent scene prior? Had you worked her prior? And kind of what was that experience like? Um, I had worked her before for Ring of Honor. It was me, Athena, and Mischief in a three-way. So, but that was the only time I had worked her, and that was pretty early on in my career. So, I hadn't seen her for a while. Um, and when I went to NXT and had that match, it was very overwhelming for me, um, just because. You know, you work so hard to get to that point um, that when it was all finished and done with, you know, I was asking the coaches what they thought and their advice. But right after that, I ran to the washroom and I started crying a little bit just because I was I was really overwhelmed with emotion. Um, I was I kept telling like Nikki Storm was there and I kept telling her they're happy tears just because. You make a lot of sacrifices, and um, when I went, when I was in Japan, my grandpa, he ended up passing away, and I was able to Skype with him before he passed away, and, you know, I was going to come home, and he told me, don't, you're doing great, stay there, you know, keep doing what you're doing, and right after that match with Ember, you know, I, I thought of grandpa right away, so it was just very overwhelming and emotional and you know it's just you're getting so close to that goal you're not quite there but but you can reach it you can taste it it was um an experience that I'll never forget and then you also had a WWE tryout 
um, kind of, you know, what was, especially knowing that NXT is the quote-unquote breeding ground of going to the main roster and working there and also having a tryout, kind of what was that experience like? That was very difficult, that tryout. Um, I think I did the best that I could at the time. I I thought, you know, I did all of the, the training, um, like all the exercises and everything uh, to the best of my ability. I felt really good about it. And, um, you know, when we had to do our promos, I hit the one-minute mark exactly, so... I, like, I trained super hard for that. I was probably the leanest I had ever been. Um, and it was, it was really, really difficult. But at the same time, you know, I kept up and I, and I proved to myself that I could do it. Um, so it was, it was really difficult when I did get, you know, you know, we're not interested right now, but maybe later. But, um, that experience was definitely a learning experience. And every time I go down there, I try to make connections with people and try to meet new people because I really feel like in this business, it's, it's about who you know more than, than what you know almost. So I always try to make make connections with people and, and become friends. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll help me on later down the road. But, yeah, I know that NXT try, it was definitely <laughs> – really really hard but but it was it was also fun I I was like being in the performance center I was like a kid in a candy store like I couldn't stop smiling even when uh you know we're doing these grueling exercises they're like why are you smiling I'm like I'm just happy happy to be here (laughs) and you know I, I got to meet uh Dusty Rhodes which was really cool so I I was able to meet him before he passed away so um, that was really neat to be able to do that too. Yeah, and um, with the women's tournament coming up, do you think maybe possibly you could get contacted for that, or would you be interested in that? Um, I would definitely be interested in it. I'm hoping that they'll, you know, obviously you would hope to to be contacted and everything, but you never know what they're looking for. You never know who they're going to contact. Um, I think it's just how they feel on that day, <laughs> who they're going to bring in. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess wait, just wait and see. That's just been like the last six years of wrestling is wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've heard that plenty of times, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been told to be patient. I'm like, I've been patient for six years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't be patient anymore. <laughs> so, but that's wrestling, so. <laughs> that's true. Um, another thing, also, a lot of our fans might know you by another name previously, um, mm-hmm. Leah Von Dutch, and now Leah Vaughn. Um, yeah. What led to that change, and kind of what created that? Um, well, there's a couple of different factors. One was that I did want to evolve as a performer myself, but the main reason was that the Von Dutch company contacted me and asked me to do merchandise with them if I'd be interested. So I thought that was really cool, and I called them back, called them back, called them back, and no one ever answered. Um, So I knew that the Von Dutch um, brand was relaunching, so I sort of just wanted to get away from the name because I did know that they knew about me. 
and I just didn't want to run into any problems down the road. If, but, you know, I start, like, if I started working for a company and they wanted to use that name, I didn't want any legal problems. So that was definitely a big factor. But at the same time, um, at the beginning of last year, I sort of wanted to evolve my character into something different because I ended up taking like a two, two and a half month course with Truth Martini. It was an all female course. So I did that and it was three days a week for about eight hours a day for those um, seven weeks. And then after that, I went to stardom. And after that, I went to Germany. So I just thought that was a perfect opportunity to evolve as a wrestler and as a character. So um, that's sort of, that's why I I kind of took away the Von Dutch. And then you got to wear that cool jacket. Yeah, exactly. Von Dutch wouldn't wear that jacket, only Von. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that like something, was that homemade or was that something you bought somewhere? No, I bought it. I was um, browsing this website for, like I was online shopping for Christmas the one day and I just ran across it and I was like, why would I not have a fur vest with lights in it? (laughs) So I ended up buying myself a Christmas present instead. The best way to do it. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Um, do you have any interest ever? You, you did some matches with ROH. Have you had any contact with them recently? Maybe come back and do some more with them? Um, I've, I've been in contact, and, you know, hopefully they'll bring me back. Um, I think sometimes it's difficult for promotions when they know I do travel as much as I do to to want to bring me in if I can't commit to a whole bunch of dates kind of thing. So I don't know if that's part of the reason, but I've been back for a little while now, so hopefully um, I'll be back with Women of Honor sooner rather than later. Have you been keeping up with Women of Honor? Is there anybody you'd like to face in the company? Um, I'd like to face Kelly Klein. I haven't wrestled her before. So, and she seems like she's a pretty dominant force in Woman of Honor right now. Um, I haven't, actually, I haven't wrestled uh, Mandy Leone either. So, either one of those girls would, would be cool to work work with for the first time. Yeah. I was supposed to wrestle Kelly Klein, but then that match got canceled. So. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, was, I was disappointed that I didn't get to wrestle her yet. Yeah. And um, speaking of matches you'd like to have, is there anybody in the U.S., in Canada, anywhere that you'd really like to face off against? Um, I did have a match one time in the U.K. with Nixon Newell, but she was super new and I was pretty new. So I think I would like to have a match with her. Um, I would definitely like to have another match with, with Nixon um, and the, I'm just trying to think. It's so hard to think, like, <laughs> of all the girls. Like, there's just so many. Right. Uh, cheerleader Melissa, I'd like to have a, a match against her as well. That'd be a good match. Yeah. Yeah, she she's amazing. So that would definitely be be at the top of my list. Maybe you'll have to go to Lucha Underground for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, Taya too. I haven't. I've never wrestled her either. I haven't even met her, so that would be kind of cool to wrestle her too. Oh yeah, that'd be a really good match. Yeah. So. We need a couple to- Canadians going at it. Exactly. We need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you have a favorite match of yours that kind of stands out? Um, I would say. Like, there's, I have favorite matches for different reasons, and I had already mentioned a couple of them before. Right. So, the one in Japan against Yo and Mayu, that was my, that's my favorite match, hands down. Yeah. Um, and then the one with Sarah Del Rey, because that was the first time I actually started interacting with an audience, and, and I was able to really listen to the crowd. Um, you know, it, obviously, it, it wasn't my best match because I was super new, but, it was an invaluable experience. It was something that um, that would help me later on as a performer. So those are those are my two favorites for different for very different reasons. But um, yeah, those are my my two favorites. So Leah, do you have anything kind of coming up in the near future? Where can fans kind of find you in your next matches? Uh, well, I do have a match coming up on April 29th at Clash Wrestling against Nevaeh. So that it's will be I've never wrestled her, so. Oh, wait, no, I have that shine. I lied. That was in a four-way. I wrestled her that one time. I've never had a singles match with her. And then in May, I'm going to be at PWA in Detroit and... XBW in Michigan as well. So that's May 12th and 13th. So you can find me on Twitter at Vaughn and on Instagram. My Facebook, though, I am at Max Followers. So, and you can email me at Vaughn at gmail.com. There we go. Well, thank you so much for taking this time to have this interview with us. We really appreciate it and we're super excited to see what's in the future for you and your upcoming matches. We always love to check you out on Twitter and see what's happening with you because you're so good <laughs> at promoting your matches and just interacting with your opponents. Yes, thank you. Yep, the more followers, the better. Right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.